0: The best insight, instant feedback, accountability, the all-new Talk Radio Freedom 106.5. We
1: have in studio Mr. Nikolai Jean-Paul Edwards, a trailblazer for Trinidad and Tobago's Youth in Politics. In 2017, as the the country's youngest independent senator, he gave his voice and vote towards successfully ending child marriages in Trinidad and Tobago. In 2018, he became the youngest member of the Procurement Board of Trinidad and Tobago, the country's most useful tool in ending public sector corruption. Then in 2019, Nikolai launched the Progressive Party, appealing to citizens in pursuit of a better country and serves as its political leader. In 2020, he contested the San Fernando West Parliamentary Seat and continues to be a voice for the disillusioned youth and minority groups in Trinidad and Tobago. Edwards recently joined the Family Planning Association of Trinidad and Tobago as a youth officer. And today he's here to talk about a very controversial topic in most, well, for most people, family planning for youths. And with him in studio is Mr. Kwesi Gill, who is part, well, gender-based case manager. And he holds a BSc in psychology, a certificate in HIV management from the University of Washington, and a certificate in trauma counselling. He's currently pursuing a master's degree in counselling psychology. Crazy has accumulated many years of experience working in collaboration with different clinical and entrepreneurial teams that provides education, counselling, and self-empowerment tools and reasons to live to vulnerable persons, especially those that are living with HIV. Crazy has been working with the Family Planning Association of Trinidad and Tobago for a number of years and has shown a passionate and hardworking mentality towards HIV, mental health awareness, counselling, testing, and sexual health education. Good morning to you, gentlemen, and welcome to Freedom 106.5 FM. Thank good you morning. for having us. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So. Let's get the controversial feeling out of the way. Family mm-hmm. planning and youth. Sure. So. Tell me, uh, what made you decide to take on this topic, seeing as... Uh, Many families, including those who are Christian-based, decide Mm -hmm. that uh, family planning, what do you mean?
2: Sure. Well, the whole essence of family planning is, um, I'm not sure if people remember, but there was a time when people used to actually plan out their lives Mm -hmm. and and when they would like to have children after getting married and all of those things. So it takes us back to that period, um, in a sense, or, or to those moorings where Uh, you have the option of sitting down with your partner, deciding what um, your family size is going to be like Mm -hmm. and so forth. Because Mm -hmm. we know quite often people uh, would say that this child was a mistake and and that child was a mistake and we we just go with it. The
1: lanyap child, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: But, uh, over the years, people have confused the idea of family planning um or the International Family Planning Association with things such as abortions all mm-hmm. right um and even uh, comprehensive sexuality education um but looking at it from a negative standpoint as people are teaching children how to have sex in schools, nothing is further from the truth. uh... so we really espouse those uh... principles of. You know, planning out uh, your lives, sexual and reproductive health care is so very important. We know Mm -hmm. of um, women who have issues and even men who have issues in in having children, Uh, men who may be, as we say, sterile and and so forth. So it covers the full gambit of uh, sexual and reproductive health care. Mm -hmm. And I think that Trinidad and Tobago, to be quite frank, should be honoured to have an association Mm -hmm. such as the Family Planning Association offering services. We have um, sexual and reproductive health Mm -hmm. clinics across the country. Um, and especially a youth clinic, which we would Mm -hmm. get into, um, called The Living Room. But in a nutshell, uh, there are many services that uh, the people of Trinidad and Tobago can access that some of them probably are unaware of because Mm -hmm. uh, we live in, yes, a very fast-paced environment. We have controversy in the media and on all different topics. But when you really set all of that aside, uh, this country offers a number of services that, to be quite frank, I think are underutilized.
1: Uh, Mr. Chrissey, I'd like to bring you into the conversation. Do you believe that we are at a point where uh, family planning should be discussed among the youth, and why do you think that is? Oh
3: yes, definitely. Family planning should be discussed. Sorry, yes. So yes, definitely, family planning should be discussed uh, discussed among the youth because the youth are the ones that are pushing. Mm the community further if they don't have proper sexual education about themselves and sexual education just doesn't mean what their family is going to look like it more looks like what is my how is how is my body going to treat me as Mm -hmm. my as I get older because when you move from 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 preteen to teenager, the body goes through so many changes that you don't know what is happening. And there's so many emotions around it, especially when it comes to uh, a young lady who is now experiencing her menstrual cycle. She mm-hmm. don't know what that experience is like. She don't know what if, if, if there's pains, if there's hot flashes, if there's what to take, mm-hmm. what to use. And likewise for men, when they are turning I- turning into young men, Um, they want to know why it is they have this increased sexual feeling and they don't know how to place the sexual feeling Mm -hmm. as well as they are bombarded with so much of of information mostly negative information of what a man should be Mm -hmm. like it gets the information gets mixed up and bundled in in such a way that it affects them later on in life. So this is why comprehensive sexual sexual education for teenagers are very important.
1: Um, Mr. Edwards, how does the Family Planning Association uh, put forward this information to youth? Uh, Because, like, I started the the show trying to dispel the controversy so that we could give that space to acknowledging, how does the Family Planning Association bring forward the info? Well,
2: for one, um, hiring me as the youth officer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, is it like programs? Is it like seminars? No, of course, of course. course.
2: (laughs) Um, But I just say that to kind of show that there is a youth focus, because you would have dedicated individuals within the organization whose focus would be on um, those programs, uh, planning out activities and events. Uh, Social media persons can definitely check out the Family Planning Association of Trinidad and Tobago on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, and there is that constant sharing of information. And
3: soon on TikTok.
2: Yes, and no, yes yes, using and we do have, yes,
0: yes. So you
3: know, we have to reach a young
2: person uh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you would uh, be happy to know that Family Planning Association has, uh, or more fondly, FBAT. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, we would have a presence at a number of events and activities. For instance, yesterday, the Office of the Prime Minister, the Gender Affairs uh, Division, would have hosted a panel discussion looking at uh, threats to especially young women when it comes to uh, gender based violence. Learns, all right, HIV, AIDS awareness, and and so forth. So. Family Planning Association has had a long history of being very involved in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, You will see pamphlets. uh, We recently celebrated um, World AIDS Day, which would have been at the start of this. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we ended yesterday the 16 Days of Activism. So Mm -hmm. those uh, activities, Family Planning Association has a presence. Pamphlets are shared. uh, And there are clinics uh, uh, across the country as well. So you have in Port of Spain on Oxford Street, you have... um, the, the living room which is on Henry Street in San Fernando you have a location there um, and it's always um, popping
3: mm-hmm. and also in Tobago we also coming back so Tobago look out first yes. uh, mm-hmm.
1: so tell me some of the topics that are addressed in the sessions that you do, uh, we could probably express what living room is mm-hmm. right now and tell us how does that framework work
2: Sure. So the living room, it really is a youth a sexual and reproductive uh, healthcare clinic. And what that means is it's providing services for young people. So there are tailor made services. And the space, it's called the living room because of really the aesthetic. Uh, mm-hmm. They really wanted to. Um, put forward a comfortable environment representative of a Trinbegonian living room, so it's not the traditional clinic that you would walk in and you feel it's very Sanitized, sterile. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Mm. This um, is a very comfortable setting, and uh, also activities usually take place there, so for young people on a, on a weekend and so forth, and with me coming into the role, I really want to revamp those kinds of activities. So we have carnival coming up, for instance, and I would want, on, on a weekend, you have some of these mass bands who have their their Friday limes and stuff. I Mm -hmm. want to do a little something too and we bring together the young people uh, in a safe comfortable environment where we can have conversations about these important topics but also networking Um, and I'm very much involved in other um, sexual and reproductive healthcare uh, groups. So for instance, the Youth Advisory Group of UNFPA and that's uh, where I really got an understanding of sexual and reproductive healthcare in this country so I know there are vast vibrant young people who take up these issues. And if we can build that community, I think it will augur well for the generations to come. So you can come to the living room. Uh, it's open from 7.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Monday mm-hmm. to Friday. Um, a little break in between for lunchtime. But uh, we also have, uh, we're available on WhatsApp, on Facebook and so forth. But you can come and do your testing there. So HIV testing, you do mm-hmm. um pap smears for, for yeah. females. So
3: pap smears, chlamydia, um, chlamydia tests, gonorrhea. We have diagnostic um, clinic. We have breast exams. Mm-hmm. We have a, a, a array of stuff that is just not sexually based, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that happen, especially, and one of our major things is counseling. Yes. Because we realize that counseling, while some people don't take it seriously, there's others who take it seriously, but are ashamed mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. come forward to to seek that counselling. To seek that counselling. So, so what we do, we have a WhatsApp number where you could just text very mm-hmm. anonymously. You text us. We have the conversation there and then we move forward.
1: Well, I see what someone was just calling. Uh, you are free to call in at six two seven three two two three and six two five two two five seven, And of course, the WhatsApp number at 306-1065 with your questions. Uh, what are some of the very important issues that you've confront, well, been confronted mm. with, talking to the youth thus far.
3: Just knowing how to manage their sexual lives because mm-hmm. they don't know. Even when they ask the parents, they ask the teachers, they ask the pastors, whoever they have to ask, who they deem important in their lives. Mm-hmm. There's no real information that is passed on to them so that they will actually know. Because sex still, surprisingly, in, in 2023, is still a taboo topic yeah. subject, which yes. i don't yeah. understand we claim to be a sex positive world but there's still instances mm-hmm. of where they, we are still ashamed to have the conversation around it yeah. and if you don't have the conversation around sex how are you know? how are you going to let's basically down to the wire how are you how are you going to please yourself
1: mm-hmm.
3: your or your partner yeah. basically how are you going to do that
1: but <laughs> i mean for myself having a, a young person you know, it, you're thinking, uh, how do we really discuss these things with our young people mm-hmm. and uh, understand also that there are so many uh, different variations mm-hmm. of how it appears now? Mm-hmm. Uh, those who are well, a, the tri, uh, bisexual, mm-hmm. transgender, those issues as well. Uh, how prevalent is that trying to uh, find young people navigating through that process? It's very prevalent
3: prevalent. Is it that
1: we we as a society kind of ignoring it?
3: Yes, we are ignoring it at a point. We are ignoring it to the point that it's not healthy Mm. for our young persons
1: Alright, let's take this call and question Hello, good morning
4: Good morning, Miss Martinez, and good morning to your guests. Good morning. good morning. I'm calling from Arima. I would like to find out if it is through the clinic, you all will do mammogram and ultrasound for the people who normally will visit the clinic. Yes, we do. So is it for the people who attend the clinic or the public can walk in and make an appointment and get
3: it? Yes. So you can make an appointment or walk in. I would, I would prefer that you do an appointment so that you know your space is secured and that you don't have to wait long. Once you do the appointment, we go by appointment mainly, but walk-ins are also included. The
4: mammogram and the ultrasound? Yes. And do, do you do it for male and female?
3: Well, we do process exams for the male. Um, but female, definitely.
4: I'm talking about the ultrasound. Yes. Okay, then. So you make an appointment? Yes, you do. Okay, then. The last time I visited (laughs) the clinic, it was in... um, must be 40-something years ago. Oh, wow. That's a long time. (laughs) A lot has changed since
1: (laughs) then. Well, yeah, a lot has changed since then. And, yeah, you've you've got some up-to-date information now. Yes, yes,
3: yes. So my name will still be there. Yes, it will be because with our systems, we always have all our clients there. And we Mm -hmm. treat each one as as.
1: Individuals the name says yeah. family. Yeah. So much Thank computer. you so much for your call. <laughs> <All right. laughs> She's a darling that yeah. calls every time. But going back to the <laughs> topics sure. that we were, we were speaking about, I know that in this modern time with social media, etc., and a lot of um, pseudo counselors that mm. seem to be online, how do you differentiate or sift through the information? and pull out what's relevant for the youth to uh, absorb and take in. Sure.
2: Well, you do have to go to reputable um, pages and sites, and I would want to strongly encourage persons to visit the FBA's um, website, which is ttfpa.org, O-R-G. Mm-hmm. And all the information there would be um, validated uh, because we look at organizations uh, such as the International Family Planning Association, which is our parent organization based mm-hmm. in the United States, States, and then you look at things such as UN agencies, um, other reputable agencies that provide that information. So it's not any fly-by-night information. It's not the mm-hmm. shop talk that you're hearing mm-hmm. and on the corner right, about yes. all of these crazy things,
1: and any remedies and stuff yes. that you hear coming yeah. out as well. <laughs> you see it like <laughs> too much. <laughs> 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 and, and you see, the thing
2: is, that's that's really the challenge that we're facing. Uh, we have to admit, at least from where I sit, that there is that generational divide, that gap mm-hmm. that exists. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that um, the... Uh, older generation is really doing a disservice to not just the young people, but to themselves and the country as a whole by trying to uh, keep back information away Mm -hmm. from young people. Uh, Mm -hmm. The fact is that Generation Z, right, um, they are far more advanced than you would think. And I am a millennial, they come after me.
1: Now, hold on, let me stop here a second, right? (laughs) This generation definition is a new thing for me, right? So, I don't even know which name I fall into, but But um, it's fascinating that these groups do exist Mm -hmm. and then uh, the information that is tailored towards uh, that uh, group. And you're you're quite correct. The the divide is vast. And just touching back on uh, one of the questions we were were talking about just before we took the call Mm -hmm. and we didn't really go in depth into it. The sexuality has changed a lot in modern times, and the youth are finding it very difficult to navigate through that. Um, the, well, I did say that we were, we were, as a people, seem to be ignoring the topics. Mm-hmm. How do we as counselors, parents, teachers, uh, transcend that gap and ignorance to really listen to our youth in uh, bringing forth some sort of relief for them because they're, they're confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how, how do we well, do that? Well, the first
2: thing you have to have is an open mind. Um, mm-hmm. That's the first step because if you are closed off, if you are one of those who feels as though um, sex discussions have no place among young people or in mm-hmm. those spaces, then, again, you're doing yourself a disservice. So having an open mind and being willing to accept information. There are constantly... Um, seminars, events, activities taking place, just Mm -hmm. as how we would have had for uh, World AIDS Day and the 16 Days of Activism those things are posted online make yourself available tune mm-hmm. into one of those um, live discussions you can sit in, in the comfort of your home you can watch it on your own timing when you're um, at night you're staring at the ceiling trying to fall asleep you might find something mm-hmm. useful to, to um, empower your mind when it comes to that information and I think that when people listen to the information critically mm-hmm. objectively you would understand that it's nothing destructive it's nothing that's meant to corrupt the minds of young people as at all. Um Sex, and, and we have to constantly uh, be reminding individuals that sex is a natural way of life, alright? Mm-hmm. Um, and we, as young people as well, we're trying to figure out ourselves and we are not hoping that it will be a situation where you're going to further um, make this a strenuous process for us, by right? Telling us what we can't and, and can can't do, do. And, mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, but guide us with the right information and you would see how generations to come would benefit from that. We want to talk about Um, teenage pregnancies and so forth. Well, here we have a solution, which is let's talk about sex in Mm -hmm. a responsible manner, in a way that all the questions that the young people may have, that can be addressed without it being corrupt information from their friends who would have found out from their uncle or their aunt or the people on the block. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is where we need to really invite into the schools these kinds of discussions. And we have a system in place. Comprehensive Sexuality Education as part of the Health and Family Life Education Curriculum. This is Mm -hmm. something that the Ministry of Education has approved. So the ability to have teachers to uh, roll out that curriculum, that is on the books already. It's just that you have a lot of denominational schools, those school boards and so forth, pushing back. Mm. And that's a real But this problem. is some
1: information that I'm learning right now, mm. that there is a document or, as you say, a syllabus yes. a, attached mm-hmm. to this uh, particular topic. Mm-hmm. What are some of the subjects, if you can tell us, what are some of the subjects that are, are discussed?
3: Sure, so we would
2: uh, have yeah. gender-based so violence. So you'd
3: have gender-based violence, HIV um, transmission, or rather, STD transmission, mm. um, knowing your body, knowing what... knowing. Knowing that saying no is mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and I think that part is one of the most important parts because you realize that a lot of young people are. They, it's hard for them, hard for them to just say no to, to things right. that they're uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. So we, so we teach them how to say no, and sometimes the no can come with uh, an extra, so no but, mm-hmm. or no and. So mm-hmm. there's some type of compromise between you know, if you don't want to say. If you all don't right, want to no. outright, ni- yeah. outrightly mm-hmm. say no, mm-hmm. okay. So let's compromise behind the you no. Know. There's also um are not ready. Yeah, yes. not ready. Or have, yeah.
1: And having that discussion that yes. I am not mm-hmm. ready. Exactly. Yeah.
3: So those are the kind of topics that the comprehensive sexual sexual education has. And I think what I've noticed within doing my work that I do, persons just see sex, and it just makes their mind go all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's not that, just
1: that comes from sex. training and and. Um, <laughs> You know past this is as you say, generational gap, yes, yeah. you know. And I'm sure that there will be a caller that will say this is not has no place in the schools, and mm-hmm. you're you kind of um, whetting the appetite. Mm, yeah. What do you say to that comment?
3: So, for me, I would ask them, What do you know about sex to teach yeah. your child? Yeah, that's all.
1: Mm-hmm. I just
3: want to know what you know. Once you know what the correct and knowledgeable things about sex mm-hmm. and the things surrounding sex, mm-hmm. then sure, fine, you teach your child. You don't have your mm-hmm. child, don't have to get the, in- the information at school. But if you cannot just use the correct words mm-hmm. that surround sex, how could you even talk about talk sex? Talk about sex. Yeah.
2: Because um, you, you have that ongoing situation where. Uh, and uh, when you th- really look at it, you can understand where the challenge is. It, it goes back generations where um, parents would not have been equipped, well mm. equipped, to have that con- uh, that conversation with their child, and that uh, just continues to go down the line, down the line. Because at no juncture there would have been an intervention to say, "Well, okay, let me equip myself with the information so that when my child is of age, yeah. I can have that conversation." Um, and and w- terms that. For me, I still find it weird that um, we see it as being problematic. Vagina. Penis. All right? Mm, this words. is our body parts. <laughs> you don't have to... Of course, when you are younger, your parents might tell uh, a, a young girl about the butterfly and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But Flowers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you grow up, to be having that kind of a conversation among your teenage peers or in your early 20s. People watch you a little weird. So we have Mm -hmm. to have them using the right terms as early as possible, understanding Mm -hmm. good touch, bad touch, and that's Mm -hmm. part of the comprehensive sexuality education because it's tailor-made for the different age groups or the different levels. So you would not find certain conversations or discussions taking place um, among persons in their late teens that would be the same for those who Maybe eight years or nine years old. All right. and,
1: and I think that definition yeah. is needed to say yeah. because sometimes I we think, well, if it's a whole thing about sex, you can't mm. tell my eight year old, nine year old about sex because mm. mm. they're not ready for that.
3: Yes, and it's not even that. And it's not even that. <laughs> yeah. So we
1: need to dispel the fear connected with the curriculum to uh, at least make our children aware because I would know for um, Mr. Quasi, your side of it, dealing mm. with uh, HIV. Infections and STDs. Mm-hmm. That information and training from early would be helpful to you yes. in avoiding that. So tell us how would that apply, and you know what are the better things, better ways to head towards that.
3: Um, as soon as the child, as soon as he, the teenagers looks like they're interested in, in the conversation of sex, then those, that is the right time to talk about sex and, and mm. your risk behind sex. So it's not just HIV STDs, all of that. We'd still have to look at teenage pregnancy, mm. what is happening with your body. If you're, uh, you're, it's, it's a lot of things that, that, is re, that revolves around it. So, the con- so what I like to do, I like to ask where, what the person knows. Right. So from there, mm. I, wanna, I want to start where you are at. I want to meet you there. Mm-hmm. so when I meet you there I could walk you up slowly as slow as possible we could creep on all if you like to mm-hmm. and we're gonna go go through this journey together so that you could understand each and every step of the way until you are comfortable to go out in the world and be able to to say for yourself mm-hmm. no I don't want this. And this you is can not be sure
1: me. this is your position. Exactly. By chance, mm-hmm. do you all have a dictionary with all the um, terms and stuff <laughs> that these young people use? Because how do you understand the language? Because I yeah. know that there's sometimes <laughs> they talk to you but have like a, a, a hidden language yeah, within, own lingo. you yes. know, so how do you deal with that? Well, I
2: mean, for me it's the beauty of still being a young person um, <laughs> so these right. terms and, and so forth may <laughs> not be foreign to me because I'm still within the circles and, mm-hmm. and so forth, um, being very active among youth groups, the youth population, but ever so often I mean, I hear some terms that I didn't know no, was, sure. uh, I always hear terms that I don't
1: yeah. know. You <laughs> see, like how oh, they have quotes, they say quotes a yes, they need a, yes, a book yes. like that exactly, first. Exactly,
3: because <laughs> some am <laughs> like, what? Yep.
1: So here's what we're going to go do. We're going to take a short break, and yes. I, I see that calls are coming in. So right after the break, we will take your phone calls as well at 627 3223 and 625 2257 for those who have questions and maybe want to, you know, find out more information about the living room and bring their young people yes. to have a discussion. Yes. All right. We'll be right back inside of Human Impact on Freedom 106.5 FM.
0: You're tuned into the all new Freedom
4: 106.5.
1: 106.5. And we're back inside Human Impact, and in studio with me, we have uh, from the Family Planning Association, Mr. Nikolai Edwards, and of course, Kwesi Gill, uh, both representatives of the association, here telling us about, you know, the the idea of family planning for the youth and yes Trinidad and Tobago we have to acknowledge that uh, many of our young people are at that stage where they're learning about sex and um, should we say fortunately or unfortunately depending on the situation you know um, are ending up in situations where families are brought forth and they need yeah. to understand their positioning mm-hmm. let's take this phone call as it's coming in hello good morning Hello, and good morning, Doctor. Good morning. Good morning. morning.
0: So we, in a place where we have to be real with real life situation. Mm -hmm. Look, right now, with the Venezuelan in in the country, right? When I look at the girls and I'm from the age and now, now the guys and the girls, now we're looking at a community here, where this is going to blow out. In a few years' time, but who is going to lose, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the governments should have things in place, and you, gentlemen, in the position that you are in, when you see the person in charge, you should highlight the situation for them because we want meaningful the change. These girls and them is very young. Mm-hmm. They're having kids now, and they have their kids now. Now, the guys and them, they, they go in with their own community now. They don't have no house, no land, no business, no job. And we be real now. These girls and them now, alignment, now they get pregnant. Do we have proper statistics in the hospital to check their age and to be aware of these deals when they get pregnant, if they register or if they're going back to Venezuela and having these kids? Now, if we don't pay attention to it, who is to blame? We are to blame. We see it, we didn't say anything, and we should put our clothes in. Now, I would say, be it in, in my family habits, in everybody's family, will have it. We have everything: gays, swingers, the in everything. he just in denial. Nobody want to talk about it. All family have it. All race have it. So, People don't mm-hmm. want to acknowledge that. I'm saying it is, and hear this now. We know, When our family know, know, they, they know, hear about it or whatnot. they not professional. to. They know somebody want to commit suicide. So by dealing with it in step-by-step manner, we could save somebody to become a kid. Then now, we have the, the professional. It's the suicidal rate will be so high in situation when you want to come out of that and how you're going to come out and where you're going to come out. Mm-hmm. I'm saying now respect is what needs to be instilled. Yes. Now, we are in a serious situation now coming to these kids. I'm saying when I look at these kids from the bar and the community online on the weekend, I don't see why it's place, They are having this at an early age. No, we don't have anything concerning adoption we know the country should put things in place for adoption center voluntary of course now if we can save all if we save 10 or we start an institute we start somewhere we should start 2024 is coming Let's start with me and gentlemen. Have a
2: good day. Thanks Thank again. you. Have a good day. So with respect to that last point, uh, under the Children's Authority, um, the Children's Authority of Trinidad and Tobago, as far as I understand, um, is the agency responsible for overseeing the adoption process. And mm-hmm. um, fostering as, as well. Yes. So persons who are interested, uh, they can seek out information from the Children's Authority um, with respect to uh, adopting children and, and foster children. Mm-hmm. Um it's very interesting that in Trinidad and Tobago and this is coming back to his his earlier points in Trinidad and Tobago we quicker talk about wine and jam right mm-hmm. um, and we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah we will sing <laughs> all of bit. that on the on the radio waves and on, on, and all of those things but we can't have proper conversations about sex because mm-hmm. we are a very sexually charged society mm-hmm. um see how we walk up on the road and we do all of this and yeah, stuff you, and you just how, have to look
3: at carnival and and, yeah and, mm-hmm. and, and,
2: and <laughs> you you can't really um compartmentalize because in Begonians, we we aren't really built like that, uh, because we do have that kind of a culture and and that vibe, but at the same time we have to balance it with right information and understanding individuals' um, curiosity, Mm -hmm. individuals' Mm -hmm. desire to to step outside of the box to um, replicate what they are seeing on television or hearing uh, in the media and so forth. So if we are not balancing it with the right information, we will be a society that runs astray. Mm -hmm. He speaks about the Venezuelan migrants coming Mm. into Trinidad and Tobago and uh, the younger um, females being more or less uh, targeted because uh, Trini men seen them and uh, they're they're exotic they're a little different from what we are accustomed to so let Mm -hmm. me go on um, so they take take a chance Yeah, I want a Spanish. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. So you you have that kind of... That's Baron Fulton. <laughs> <laughs> but you have that kind of predatory behavior yeah. uh, and it's almost inbuilt. And if we don't do anything to deconstruct that notion, um, it will just be a runaway horse. So mm-hmm. we have to have those serious conversations. We cannot uh, sexualize or objectify our Venezuelan migrants in the country mm-hmm. um, and, and see that... Them as just sexual objects. These are really think people. I
1: think that um, started at home because yeah. we sexualize and, and dramatize Trinidadian women. Everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah everything. It's, it's as a fact. So it's just, it's now transcended. As you say, something new and fresh has arrived mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the country. And um, But he the caller made a very uh, important point because there are young people who are looking for a dollar, mm-hmm. you know, and would. Unfortunately, stray into that side of the situation, yeah. talking about prostitution, yeah. and uh, on, I mean, right on the front page of of uh, today's papers, mm-hmm. three Latina girls re- rescued. You know, and they, they find themselves in positions that they don't want to be in because. As we said earlier, the discussions about sex and sexual mm-hmm. habits and mm-hmm. the ability to say no—you yes. know—they haven't had that conversation. And
2: even with um, only fans, because it's, oh it's, where it's it's really honestly where you sit in in terms of the discussion, on which side of, of the table that mm-hmm. you sit. Because one may see prostitution as being this horrible thing, but mm-hmm. that's usually when it's tied to uh, human trafficking.
1: Mm-hmm. There's so is, something illegal. Yeah, yeah. Right. there
2: is sex work where. It people uh, doing a bonafide job. Mm -hmm. They are providing a service. Um, You may not have the position that that is uh, or has a place in in society with with your morals and values, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But there are people who make an honest dollar, and I believe that those individuals deserve some level of protection or yeah. a system in place mm-hmm. where they are able well, to you test. We just started pre- a
1: whole different no, conversation right No, mean, these are the right conversations, no, we, are the conversations have have. Have. we need to have. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so, seeing as uh, we tend to adopt things and models from overseas, or, mm-hmm. Amsterdam is a very good case for uh, legal. Week. Mm-hmm. They've had they read, like, the Red Light District and, yeah. you but know, all of these
2: Trinidad things. But even Trinidad and Tobago, Gina and Dinah, Rosita and Clementina, well. <laughs> we, we know <laughs> we, about, we we about these things. So why um, are we pretending yeah, as we if does, this does is we a, don't. a new phenomenon <laughs> or, or this <laughs> mm-hmm. is something that, no, what we should be doing as a society is taking stock of our culture, our history, understanding or, um, what are some of the, the things that are plaguing society and finding mm-hmm. ways to address those things in a healthy, productive manner. Um, we can't keep... Con- uh, Sweeping the, the issues under the rug, we can't turn a blind eye to it, we can't bury our heads in the sand. So, what are we doing to, to, to tackle those things? Um, for instance, and, and this is a very, uh, I think, important point where PrEP, pre-exposure prophylaxis. Mm. I'm not sure if you know, but there is already a drug on market that will allow you uh, that will prevent you from contracting HIV. So, if you take this pill mm-hmm. one a day and you have sex with someone who is HIV positive, you will not get infected. And do you know where Trinidad and Tobago stands on that? Well, the Minister of Health who's representing the government of Trinidad and Tobago, mm. believes that if we were to make that drug available in this country, that it will promote puris- uh, promiscuity. promiscuity. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Nothing is further from the truth. People are already promiscuous. But if you are able to provide people with another line of defense in terms mm. of protecting themselves in their, in their sexual and reproductive health care, mm-hmm. it will only have positive benefits for the people of this country. So in America and, and in other places, PrEP is available Mm -hmm. in Trinidad and Tobago. It is, but under the condition of if you are a victim of rape, if you have had sex with someone who you believe is HIV positive Mm -hmm. and you go to a health center, you go to the hospital, you go to um, MRF, the Medical Research Foundation and they have a clinic right around the savannah, um, you will be given um, PEP and PrEP. So PEP is post-exposure prophylaxis. Mm -hmm. All right. all right, so you you will be able to give uh, to receive this combination of drugs, mm-hmm. and that is really to take place within a particular window. All right, it's not to say that you find yourself in a position now, and then two weeks later, you're now coming for the medication. You have Mm -hmm. to operate within a very tight um, time frame. Three days, to be exact. Correct. And and he is is much better versed in in terms of this topic. Mm -hmm. But the point is that there are options available, and we continue to uh, turn a blind eye to it. We feel, uh, I feel more self-righteous than anything that we have to protect the Mm -hmm. the population, so we're not going over this. We we
1: need to protect the sanctity of religion in some (laughs) cases. Mm-hmm. where we don't discuss these things. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, While you were discussing that point, uh, it briefly uh, reminded me that there is a discussion in the United States right now on women's pro- reproductive health yeah. yes. and how it pertains to abortion <laughs> and, of course, uh, the availability of medication. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of the youth population, are there any restrictions and discussions moving in that direction as is... Uh, it is this pertaining to in the U.S.?
3: Yes. So there are discussions and there are restrictions. Mm. So currently, um, the abortion, abortion in Trinidad and Tobago is restrictive. Says so only under certain medical conditions you can get an abortion. Uh-huh. Not right. to say that you went out last night and then two weeks later you found out you're pregnant and then you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not ready for this child. Mm-hmm. I can't have it. Because of, could be mental, financial, spirit, whatever reason it is, mm-hmm. um, you can't just go to the hospital and just say, "Hey, I want to get an abortion because I'm not ready for it." More or less, you're not ready for it, and right. this is, and for me, that is a good. That is good for you to know that you are not ready for a child because children comes with so many responsibilities. Yes, mm-hmm. they are a blessing, but sometimes that blessings comes with some. Well, work. I mean, in <laughs> terms of the youth, I
1: mean, you're a child yourself, yes. and, and that there. is that is a a a, a, human, a huge mental shift mm-hmm. in terms of um, thinking about okay, I need pampers, I need this, I need that. I, I mean, recently we had a new addition to my family, and I'm studying well, girl. I mean, I didn't have. Uh, you have to pay for this and pay for right. that and, and the, the money starts to add exactly. up. Mm-hmm. Um, we spoke about adoption and so on, knowing that that uh, option may be uh, viable depending mm-hmm. on the case-to-case um, mm-hmm. situation. <laughs> yeah. you know it, it still begs the question that we need a lot of discussion mm-hmm. on how to really um, move the way yeah, forward.
3: Yeah because even with, with teenage pregnancy, yes, at the end the we know what the end result could be. Mm-hmm. But what is happening before the end result? Is her body ready for it? Is mm-hmm. the 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 her teenage boyfriend how is he going how is this going to impact his life? How is this going to impact and it more so the impacts if the, the females lives because mm-hmm. they have to go through the whole nine months, going through all all the changes in them, but when they're already experiencing changes as a teenager right. they're experiencing so many changes. So this could have a negative impact if the right sources and references are not there. Mm-hmm. It can have a negative impact going forward. But if there's the right people, like family planning, to help in that, not to say that we want teenage pregnancy, we want to prevent it, but of in course. The but it in the does, case that it does, it does happen. happen right. We have family planning who could help in that guidance so that the pregnancy is not as hard as it would have been or would be for a woman who is mature enough to have a child.
1: All right, let's take this phone call now. Hello, good morning.
0: Hello, and good morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Good
0: morning. So... Mind so having a child now, or being a parent, and observing your responsibility, being real to it, is really a substance when one person has to go to that, supposed to be mm-hmm. a yeah, balanced approach, mm-hmm. and that you want to, you know, it's something that you're supposed to want to, and not just have it for just over the weekend. I, I passed through my stage, and you could, men uh, now have to take the responsibility, well, is it to use our condom. Why would you now just want to take advantage of somebody because you have the opportunity, you know? And you result in that after nine months, after that weekend or that moment, you know, she has to deal with that. And it's a mental. Now, if a, a mom is not in the right frame of mind, that child is going to affect that child. Now, the conversation is not all for people to be aware of that. They want to take it on. It's so true, nine months, mm-hmm. so that nine months is the correct formula, that child just pays the whole life's future. With that balance. Unlike now, they in a depressing state, crying, hiding, worrying, and everything. That's why I'm going to come out with a full mindset. We have to have this conversation. And if you guys are anybody, they use the community centers and the school mm-hmm. and advertise it in their own and have the conversation. And if eventually we'll get the change by having this conversation, and you know, in all the Institute, even if you see a friend who are in a senior position, and they might offer you a know, job and say, you know what? I'm for the greater good. If we don't work with that formula, which is the greater good, we won't get the greater good results. Now, with this prostitution situation or whatever, it's not prostitution. I mean, all the world have great talk about it. When you travel traveling, you, you have the opportunity. Everybody will go. But you present, you know, that, that is a big thing, because we are just highlighting the good religious aspect. But you were young. And when now these fellows and we talk about it? Just out of their mind, they don't even have the conversation because that do exist, so it's a wrong formula. Now, these years and that is in this country, I'm telling you now, if you have a proper institute, you make it that is 18 years. That is one, two, years, screen the girls, and three, now these, these places of the institute won't take these girls' passport and all these kind of things, have them mm-hmm. and running from police and hiding and all these kind of things. You make it, you know. Get the thing above board, legalize it. You have mature girls, you have them screen and everything. In ministry, of Health must pay
1: attention to thing. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your call and contribution. Now, he, he was about to talk how we, we legitimise that. But we've got about 10 more minutes within the hour <laughs> sure. to, you know, uh, just give out some final points. I know that you wanted to discuss the CHAMP program. Yes.
2: So, more or less, there is that program that falls under the Spotlight Initiative, um, Mm -hmm. which really tackles the whole issue of um, sexual and reproductive, well, eliminating violence against women and girls in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, So, under this program, it's really, uh, you get young people as well as parents involved in the discussion and gatekeepers across communities because Mm -hmm. it's in one sense a trainee trainer program because you want to be able to dispense information throughout the length and breadth of Trinidad and Tobago but there are only so many of us at FBAT and Mm -hmm. so many of us involved in the work across the country so through this initiative um, over uh, and this would have been a 12 month period uh, persons would have been trained uh, there would have been discussions on family life Um, sexual and reproductive health care, and so on. And it's the expectation that there would be these gatekeepers who can carry on the conversation, who can host other activities uh, to ensure that the information is not um, just really um, confined to that group alone, the Mm -hmm. initial group. So we have been seeing some success with that uh, initiative. And over the next year, that's something we want to ramp up as well so we will be receiving uh, funding to that extent and just so that people understand the family planning association of Trinidad and Tobago is a non-governmental organization mm-hmm. it's not a part of any ministry um, we get a subvention from the government as well as from the international planned parenthood uh, organization uh, but also we really have these services that we offer through the clinics where you come and you pay uh, to mm-hmm. do your testing and and so forth. So that is really the lifeblood of how we continue to do the work in this country. And if it is that people are interested, they can come forward and support us. And, and we need a lot of support because the fact is, parents. Continue in some stead to not be equipped with the information, and then you depend on organizations such as ours um, mm-hmm. to enter the school system, to enter the community, and so forth, and do the work. But if we're only getting funding to this extent, we have to make it up elsewhere. So, we're really okay. calling on partners to come forward. Um, if you have an initiative in a community, for yes. instance, and you want FBAT to come and set up shop there, to have a booth, uh, to come and speak to a group of young people, mm-hmm. to share information with with parents, we are more than happy and willing to do that. Uh, So we're really championing that call. We're asking persons to let's change the narrative when it comes to comprehensive sexuality education. Let's change the narrative when it comes to discussions about sex on on the street corner, in the bar, in, in those places where we meet up and we line. And we really have to as well be our brother's keeper and our sister's keeper so that when we are talking in conversations, we might be the head might be a little nice we're rocking back liming mm-hmm. or whatnot. ensure that the information with you're sharing with is, you, is yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah because you could be really corrupting somebody, somebody. and exactly. uh, it could end up in a very can I
1: add research. as well please like transfer the information in a respectful manner mm-hmm. as well because yeah. sometimes the, the, the way that the message is translated the reception may not be yes. on point because yeah just always listen to
3: what they want to mm-hmm. listen to what they're asking for mm-hmm. don't just say what you want to say yeah
1: <laughs> We also wanted to touch on Oxford Street. You're saying yes. that so, Oxford Street is reopening.
2: Yeah, so we would have had, um, we would have been closed um, at that location for about a year. Uh, some
3: months, about so, probably about. Have uh, six or seven months, yeah, eight months mm, for the, mo- y- for the most, right?
2: Yeah, um, to undergo <laughs> renovations. Now that site had really been doing human service um, to the the population within Port of Spain and so forth. But that also being the headquarters of the Family Planning Association. Mm-hmm. But you know, as I mentioned, um, being uh, an organization that depends on subventions, that depends on the goodwill of others, it's very difficult to upkeep a building. Some of mm-hmm. us just we we can't even upkeep our home, I mean, <laughs> and we're working a nine to five and all of that. <laughs> Mm -hmm. So to be doing that kind of work and, um, you know, not really able to put in the kind of infrastructural needs or or meet those needs... um through the kind work of, of uh, a foundation, and organization, we've been able mm-hmm. to have a full renovation. Mm-hmm. Um, so if persons pass on Oxford Street and they see the side there, you, you can see fresh coat paint. It's nice. very upgraded. The nice. park is paved over, but they, inside.
3: And there are spaces for persons who are living with a disability, persons mm-hmm. who are right. living with HIV, and we have persons who are within the LGBTQ like, mm. Q- IA plus community. Mm-hmm. It's very welcome. The space is open to everyone. There's mm. no type of discrimination. Mm-hmm. So when the when our main office is open again, mm-hmm. come through, enjoy our wonderful service and get all of the correct
1: information, information mm-hmm.
3: that you would need. To go forward in life, people
2: can tune into our social media to, for more updates on yes. when that is going to happen. That because it will mean for us a ramping up our services, freeing up some of the other sites in terms of um, where things might be uh, transposed, but uh, really being more inviting. So go to our social media, mm-hmm. Family Planning Association of Trinidad and Tobago. We are on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Soon on TikTok. I still can't believe you're on TikTok.
3: <laughs> yeah, we have. You know. And again, we have to reach young people where they. Yes. Ah, right we can't yeah. expect them to always come to us so, we have mm-hmm. to go to them because sometimes they may think that what is seen is the correct information mm-hmm. and they will go with that we now have to put ourselves out there mm-hmm. as as family planning to show that hey this is the correct information this mm-hmm. is where you sell some information
1: from so do you have any uh, inv- uh events sorry on the calendar i know that it's almost the end of the year but mm-hmm. let's say january february do you have anything that mm-hmm. you would like to highlight To keep us in the know
3: right so one of the things that so currently we're planning a carnival promotion so we're Mm -hmm. still in the planning stages of that so look out for that soon and as well as as the year goes along we always have have an event surrounding some type of um let's say um men's international yes international men's day Mm -hmm. or for the woman, Mother's Day, Father's Day. We try to do something around each one because at at the end of the day, everyone is important. Everyone's Mm -hmm. sexual health is important. So we want to ensure that everyone gets the the information.
1: All right. Well, at this point, I'd like to thank you, gentlemen, for joining me here inside of Human Impact on Freedom 106.5 FM, Mr. Nikolai Edwards, and, of course, Mr. Kwasi Gill. Thank you so much for coming in it was an interesting talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank Very you so much for definitely
2: having us. Back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> once the invitation is extended, we'd love to be back to yeah, continue definitely. the conversation because this is such a, a healthy space to have the conversation, the mm-hmm. listeners. I mean, this is talk radio and um, some people are just in search of the information and if they can come to Freedom 106.5 FM and, and tune it. in and get it, then... Oh, sure. then you get yeah. it.
1: <laughs> well, definitely we'll be in contact again. Thank All you right. so much. Us. Thank you All for right, so TNT, that was the, uh, you know, family planning and youth. I know it's something that some of us do really want to hear, you know we had to kind of clean out our ears a little bit when it comes to that <laughs> topic, but it is time that we have the discussion so that we can uh, save those who are going in a, in a direction that, you know, they may be lost
0: The Best Insight, Instant Feedback Accountability The All-New Talk Radio Freedom 106.5